Hello, and welcome to the Classic Red Green Show podcast. As always, I'm your host, AJ. So here we are back, finally, with the podcast number 12. This is the 12th podcast in the series. Um, it's hard to believe it's only the 12th. As we've had this podcast kind of going on for the last couple of years now. And, you know, I have to apologize to the listeners. It was never my intention to be out of commission for a couple of months. But, unfortunately, that's the reality of it. And we ended up not having a podcast between uh, March, I believe it was, and uh, here it'll be June of this year, 2021. Uh, Obviously, I mean... There's a lot going on in the world these days, so my intention was to keep uh, pu- putting them out there as best I can. Um, you know, it was more of a passion play. It was, it was more of a, you know, helping out the fan base, provide something with a little bit of a, a you know, something new, some new content, some interest stuff. You know, the usual stuff we deliver on this podcast, and the whole point was really just to help people and help them kind of distract for you know 30 minutes or an hour just listen to podcasts enjoy something that they enjoy and something that we enjoy here and obviously a lot of other fans enjoy and i figured that that's something that a lot of people appreciate and so far the response has been really good coming into the website uh and obviously the podcast website so i'm i'm happy a lot of you uh were missing the podcast of course i mean i'm See, not happy you had to miss it. I'd like to have put out more, but um, I, you know, I appreciate the kind words that I've been getting, and I'm looking forward to, to really hitting the podcast schedule hard this summer and provide a lot more commentary and kind of just a look back on some more episodes in season one and hopefully into season two, which I'm very excited about. Season two is, is my all time favorite of the whole series. So I'm, that's definitely something that's on the horizon. I'm really excited to watch with you guys in, in a future podcast. Of course, moving forward, uh, like I said, we're going to try to do more podcasts. We're try- going to try to stick to that at least once a month schedule. Um, you know, Hopefully I can do a few that are uh, two times in a month or maybe even a couple of special ones similar to the Christmas one that we did last year. Um, but ultimately we're, we're hoping to give more content out there and just more for all of you to enjoy over the summer. And obviously if you're listening, it's beyond the summer, beyond 2021, uh, just more to enjoy in general. So at this point, um, in the podcast, we're going to cut right to a pretty common segment we have around here that, that I do enjoy. It's, it's not too bad. Hope you enjoy it too. We're going to look at the news. See, I'd, I'd have real, you know, if we had larger budget, we'd have actual music, but uh, yeah, you get weird commentary for me. So, not much really in the news as far as uh, Red Green Show or some of the Red Green Show alumni. Um, the only thing really that kind of crossed my, my desk here was, uh, and actually not really a new piece of uh, journalism, but Something from back in March, late March. So I mean, it's only a couple of, a couple of months away. March twenty-sixth at the Montreal Gazette newspaper, they um, did an opinion piece by uh, Joel Schwartz uh, called "The Right Chemistry, The Right Invention of Duct Tape." And of course, you'd have to believe there's a nice shining picture of uh, our friend Red Green on there, Steve Smith. Um, actually, it's kind of a cool picture because it stems from, uh, at least the credit here, is from Edmonton in uh, 2002, which, as we all know, is when the movie Duct Tape Forever came out. And this was a promotional um, appearance, I guess. I'm not really sure where it is. Presumably a bookstore. And he's uh, duct taping up a chair or something. I'm not really sure. Um, but the uh, he kind of give, gives a little bit of a reminder of how he toured throughout two, 2002, mostly in Canada. Uh, if I recall, there was a couple of U.S. stops, but uh, 
mostly it's a Canadian tour, and it was just to promote the new movie that was coming up at the time. Of course, it's the Red Green movie that we uh, up until then were really hoping would eventually uh, come to fruition. Um, and to be frank, I'm, I'm constantly hoping that he would put out a new movie at some point. Um, I don't have to speculate how to do it, or the script, or any of that type of stuff, but I mean, with the passage of time, yeah, we've lost a few alumni from the show. We still have a, quite a few, and I, I would hope that there'd be kind of a neat story play, maybe in a transition from Red to Harold of, of the Lodge in, in some fashions. You know, Red being obviously a much older man now. So, you know, again, not throwing that out there as, you know, this is what's being bantied about. Uh, that's just what, something that I personally would have enjoyed anyway or thought of as a possible storyline. But going back to this this opinion piece here, it's really it's it's an interesting it's an interesting piece of work. It's um, really talks about the you know how duct tape came about and how it became you know an invention of a purpose, of something that's been very helpful uh, since day one and, and kind of you know became onto itself what it is. Obviously, as a fan of the show, I mean, it's become a big thing with the show, but in general, I mean, duct tape, everyone's got it in their house. Um, you know, it's everywhere. It's it's definitely almost a you know, phenomenon in, his, in and of itself. So it, it's kind of neat to see how it really started. It's, it's the type of thing as a fan I don't think you normally would look, think of, right? You know, I wouldn't think of, you know, watch a show or something, have a good laugh, they, they crank duct tape, but you're really thinking about, well, how did duct tape start, or... You know, why would they choose duct tape as something on a show? Is it is something just just funny, or you know, is there something more to it? But I mean, it's amazing to see kind of how it came to be from uh, you know just an inventor and, and kind of how it came to be uh, an important staple of modern society like that. Um, and there's even a, a a few surprises. I won't spoil the whole article for you, but uh, I was surprised Johnson Johnson was in there. So. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I I recommend checking it out. I mean, obviously, as a fan of the show, you want to have a look and and just kind of it's part of the whole narrative, right? So it's um, yeah, it, it crossed my desk. I thought it was particularly of interest and um, happy to uh, the anonymous source that I have that came across it and passed it along to me. So thank you for that. Um, because that's a great opportunity for our, our news segment of the, of the uh, day here. So moving on. Um, I guess we'll move on to... I'll call it the mail call, but I mean, it's not really a question or anything that's come in. Um, but I mean, I'll call it the... We'll do the mail call. We'll do, we'll do it as that. Because it's been a slow... And, and to be fair... On the uh, Facebook group, uh, Red Green Fans, for those of you who aren't on the group. Um, it's something that I, I just mentioned. There's um, some comments about, you know, how hasn't been a um, podcast in a little bit. Uh, and just wondering about it. So, I was communicating with them as well. and There's a few... Uh, just a few comments and stuff that have come up from that communication on the uh, the wall of the Facebook group uh, about the podcast. So that, that's really about all I have for mail call information today or anything that's come in. Um, so maybe we can go through a little bit of that just because uh, it would be of particular of interest, I think. There's been a lot of calls, and this is something I kind of put out there on the Facebook group. So again, I'll tie it into that. But there's been a lot of calls as far as, you know, how can we kind of make the podcast more user-friendly or, or whatever. And I've thought a lot, I've really like, I wouldn't say a lot, but I, I've considered options, uh, observations I've seen from other groups and other podcasts that have come out and and it's really about finding, well, what can we do to kind of make it more interactive? So, I put it out on the Red Green Fans Facebook page. 
And I said, basically, I'm just doing some prep show, uh, for the show today. This was a few days ago. And I said, was thinking. I know there are other podcasts who do a live stream on Facebook. If I could get that going, who would be interested in checking it out? And, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, a couple of people will be like, yeah, I, you know, maybe I'd probably watch or something once. You know, not being too excited about it. And, I mean, I get it. It's, for me, personally, working with podcasts, the podcast I like, I enjoy listening, you know, while running, listening while, you know, being at work, like, different things. So, I'm not necessarily looking to watch. But, uh, there is one podcast I frequent. Um, the Coin Show podcast, and a shout out to them. It's a fantastic podcast if you're into coins or numerology and anything like that. But uh, what they've started to do is they would put out their podcast via a live show. So it's sort of like you get to watch and you can comment. There's no um, uploading kind of a live feed from you or anything like that, a video feed. But there's uh, the allowance of obviously a chat room or um, a live kind of feed where you could uh, type questions or comments or whatever. And I thought, hmm, if these guys can put out kind of a system like that and, and they could tape a podcast while doing kind of a live show, so, sort of, why can't I do that with this podcast? So that, that's my whole background as far as why I put that pod or that uh, message out about the podcast because I was interested to see you know who would be interested in being involved in that or you know watching it or commenting on it or, or whatever it is obviously stand alone from whenever um, the podcast drops you download it the, the usual thing wherever you get your podcast of course and I've noticed that there's been a lot of interest in that. So I've been, I've been very intrigued. And I have to tell you, kind of a breaking news, we're going to try that sometime this summer. And I'm going to make sure there's lots of notice on the Red Green Fans Facebook page. Sometime this summer, I'm going to try to do a live stream podcast. So you are free to come on, commentate, type up whatever you'd like. We'll sit here and we'll watch a podcast together. I can interact with you. I'm very excited about that. And just sort of get your opinion, like, watching the show together. I don't know about you, um, but a lot of these shows, so when I do this podcast, and we watch the show together, I don't watch it in advance and pick out certain things and being like, well, I'm going to talk about this or something. Uh, I've probably, and, and full disclosure, I've probably seen the episode before. I'm confident of that. Probably numerous times. You know, maybe the last time, though, was eight years ago. Some stuff I'm not going to remember. It's going to be almost fresh and new in a way. Some some stuff, obviously, I'm going to remember. But it's kind of neat to sort of watch that with you again and sort of get reacquainted with each individual episode and a lot of the skits or a lot of the segments. And that's kind of what I'm hoping happens with you, too. Um, and even better, if these are some of the episodes you've never actually seen or heard from, you know, I, I'm very excited about sharing that with you. So I'm hoping that that translates well into kind of a live situation where we've got a chat room and we can talk. And I'm very excited about trying to put something like that together. So keep an eye on it for that. That's hopefully going to be coming. But you'll get lots of warning. And I'll try to do it at, on this podcast, obviously, on my website, Classic Red Green Show at weebly.weebly.com. Uh, and obviously the Red Green Fans Facebook page. So keep, yeah, if you're not signed in there, if you're not kind of a member of the, of the uh, Facebook group, you know, join the Facebook group. You'll get advanced warning. You'll get, you know, commentary. You're probably going to get me asking, do you want something, you know, do you have something for the mail call? When you, when you hear that, fire on any question about the show or show-related um, and I'll put it on the show. It'll be great. We'll have a good time. I'll try to answer for you. Hopefully I have an answer. If I don't, hopefully I can find out. So, um, whenever you see that, by all means, you know, dump your questions, um, you know, or spread them out for different shows. Cause I'm going to do that for each show, of course. So whatever you like, but, uh, 
I want to hear from you. It's really, really fun to interact with the local fan base that way. So that's really the bulk of what we have as far as the news. And obviously mail call. So today, though, I'd like to do something a little bit different. Kind of a quick segment, commentary, and it's just more of a look back. Um, I've talked a few times we've touched on alumni of the show. So, you know, everyone from Steve Smith and Patrick McKenna, uh, all the way down to some of our season one or season two actors who were only on the one particular season, even at that, maybe one or two or three episodes. Um, so, the one, the one epi- or the one particular person, alumni that you know, I kind of want to talk about today is Tim Sims. And as I said earlier, uh, today's episode obviously is going to be watching episode twelve of Red Green, and uh, Tim Sims is going to feature prominently in this. You might remember him from a lot of various stuff. I know he had a comedy special. Um, he's part of Second City in Toronto. Uh, did a lot of work there. But obviously in Red Green, Tim Sims was probably best known you know, for this role too. I'll, I'll toss that out there before um, we kind of dive into it. But he was known as uh, Jack the Caveman. So, you know... Really, this character only appeared in season one, and I believe five episodes of season one. Um, I don't know about you, I always liked the character. Basically, the idea of the character is a high, successful guy, you know, probable family, maybe not, uh, because I don't think they dive really into that. But, you know, he's like, um, he's a guy on Wall Street or Bay Street in Toronto, a stock trader. Uh, captain of industry, a businessman. Um, you know, obviously a guy well-educated, but maybe high-stress position. And, you know, keep in mind that this season comes out in 1990. We just had a massive uh, stock market collapse, especially um, in, in particular in Japan, which arguably has never recovered. They've almost been just maintaining the status quo uh, after that that crash. And the character essentially flees up into the possum-like area. Uh, And I maintain that this area is obviously north of Toronto. And in particular, where Jack would be, in my assumption, would be in the Blue Mountain Range. Or somewhere along the Niagara Escarpment. So, if you consider the escarpment goes down from Niagara, essentially, all the way up to Collingwood and Georgian Bay, that's a wide area to cover. I would personally put it as the the Collingwood Blue Mountain area, as that's the closest to Lake Russo, which I believe would be the actual inspiration for the Possum Lake area. It would still be within an hour, hour and a half, probably give or take. So it's close enough to be plausible. But when you consider further south, and I say further south because I believe where they shot the segments was further south towards the Hamilton area. Further south, that would be a considerable amount of time as far as distance away from where that location would be in Possum Lake and Lake Russo. So it's an interesting conundrum as far as a fan perspective where we consider that it's set in one area that's somewhat connected, but reality filmed in another area. There's a few areas, and I've personally been in all over the Blue Mountain area and have for quite a few years, and there's some areas on top of that escarpment that have fairly reasonable cliffs, but also give a background that are similar to what we see in the show. So, in for, for example, in today's episode, you're going to get some interesting shots where they're going to go from a different angle, um, namely from where kind of Red's position forward towards Jack are going to be. Um, and it's going to show you the background, which is clearly the end of a cliff, 
um, and then obviously the valley below and uh, it reminds me a lot of Blue Mountain but I'm also not ignorant to the fact that elsewhere further south towards Hamilton in that area um, there's similar instances or similar kind of uh, locations that, we, that would kind of appear that way and knowing the fact that they would have been filming all around the Hamilton area it's probable where they would have been so it's kind of funny how that works or just how that all is connected together now that goes without saying if you out there actually know the location of this was where they shot this uh, please by all means contact me at the website or at the Facebook group I definitely want to hear from you on that one that's one thing I've been having a hard time tracking down even having insiders who know this information uh, it's not hard to find so if you're able to confirm on that uh, and have a location I would absolutely love that but moving forward with Jack's character I mean it's a great role for Tim Sims uh, at the time, it sort of precursed him as far as some more important, well, I shouldn't even say important, but more prominent stuff. And that's as uh, Circle Researcher Rory Tate in a series of Reese, Reese Peanut Butter Cup commercials in the 90s. So you've got him, 8990, on Red Green Show, and then right after that, he's going right into those commercials. So I always thought that was pretty cool, you know. It's one of the the alumni, I mean, a lot of the alumni have done commercials, but obviously it's one that's done a very, very major commercial, uh, is in, opposed to some of the other ones who've done more regional stuff, like Canadian stuff like that. But the other thing I was always kind of wondering is, why do they cut Jack the Caveman? And to be honest, that's another thing that's really eluded me. I have no answer for that at all. But... Sadly, there, it's not like he would have had a significant amount of time uh, to do that as he ended up dying from AIDS-related causes in 1995, only at the age of 33, which I also was very surprised because that would place him you know, roughly about five years previous in 1990-ish when they shot the show. He would only be about 28. And to be honest, he comes across on the show as being probably in his 30s so it always struck me as a bit of a, a surprise that he actually was 28 at the time obviously it's very sad he died at 33 and it was certainly an impact to the canadian comedic or comedic scene obviously being a, a prominent member of second city in the 90s um but what was pretty cool, and I think this has got an interesting uh, connection, or a couple of connections, but um, his widow, um, who is comic actor Lindsay Lease, uh, put out what's called the Tim Sims Encouragement Fund Award. And in addition to that, Second City named one of their venues in Toronto the Tim Sims Playhouse. And that's, that's named in honor of him, of course. But the um, Encouragement Fund Award is what I was particularly looking at. And this was something that, really, before looking into Tim Sims, it's not something I really remember hearing about or really seeing. And that's ironic because it was com or televised on the Comedy Network here in Canada um, for quite a few years. Um, before it ended up stopping. Um, and in particular, and this is why I say I'm surprised I don't see it in the colony, because I used to watch it all the time, but they would have what they call as the Cream of Comedy Showcase. And this would take place at Toronto's Second City, obviously at the Tim Sims Playhouse. It's part of it. And the showcase was how they would determine who would win this award. Which is pretty cool. Um, because it obviously... It meant something to a lot of the comics. That they had to go there and really compete. And, and earn that award. Um, but I found some interesting stuff. As a Canadian. A lot of the winners. Uh, ended up. Going on to do some interesting stuff. Or some stuff. Of, you know that people have. Uh, 
watch you know kind of on the mainstream um, there's a few that have actually got some pretty um, amazing opportunities after this particular award is won and the other thing that I'll also note is they had a list of presenters as well that I thought was pretty interesting um, but I'll, I'll kind of start with some of the award winners before we get into anything. So, some of our past winners is uh, people like Gavin Crawford, who's a comic that has been pretty well known around here. Um, for example, Gavin I know was on This Hour's 22 Minutes. Pretty, pretty sure that's where I last saw him. But he's also been on his own show on CBC Radio 1 for quite a few years since uh, his time at 22 minutes so he's a, he's one of the he's actually the third winner in 1998 uh the first winner of course jason thompson and he beats out guys like harry dupe and ron james who ends up going on to do black fly uh which is pretty cool uh after 19 after gavin's win in 1998 1999 fraser young won he actually beat out people like Craig Luzon and Jessica Holmes. Why are they important? They're two of the people who moved on to end up in Royal Canadian Air, For Air Force, which is a um, big show here in Canada, or was a big show. I recommend if you enjoy the Red Green show, you'll probably like this humor too, although you probably will need uh, a bit of a knowledge on the politics of Canada, kind of especially of the day. Um... Who else do we have here? Uh, Ron Sparks won in 2003. Um, Nathan Fielder, Katie Crown, that was pretty big. Um, so, I mean, there's quite a few people here that... Uh, Lori Elliott won in 2000. Quite a few people, and they've gone on to... And not even just these particular winners, but some of the nominees have gone on to do some pretty interesting stuff. But the one thing I'll definitely touch on as the host and I thought this was really really cool and more of a nod to the Red Green show uh, in 1996 the inaugural year for this which saw Jason Thompson win we had, the host is Patrick McKenna who of course is Harold Green from the show and he would move on in 2002 to also host it and he's one of the actually I think he's the only person who's hosted it twice 1997, Bruce Hunter hosted it. And Bruce Hunter is a name you should know as um, he's a prominent alumni. He's done um, quite a, a few um, quite a few seasons of the show. And he, of course, played uh, the lazy government employee Bob Stuyvesant. So it's it's kind of neat to see Red Green alumni '96, Red Green alumni '97. Of course, that broken that got broken up. Eric Tunney was '98. Sean Cullen, who's uh, another big name comedian here in Canada over the last 20, 30 years, he was '99. Of course, a really big player in com uh, comedy here in Canada is Brent Butt, who did it as host in 2000, which was really cool because that was pre. Uh, corner gas. Uh, 2001, another Red Green alumni, Colin Mockery, who, um, interestingly enough, when he does this, he's not actually done Red Green yet. He will do that uh, a year later. 2002, we got Patrick McKenna again, uh, Dan Reddick in 03, Elvira Curtin 04, and John Doerr from Ottawa in 2005, um, who I will throw in there because he's one of those people that. Um, probably came just literally after Red Green, but I would have been really interested to see him in a role on the show. Of course, well, it's a wonder now, right? Um, the award went on for 20 years to 2015. Unfortunately, uh, 2015 was the last uh, Cream of Comedy show, which obviously beginning its twentieth year, and really the last gasp of 
the, the particular award. After that, it kind of split to a, a dual award. So you had an award winner from Humber College and their comedy program. So some of the students there. And then obviously Second City Training Center, um, they would offer um, an award to the conservatory program graduates. And that went on for a couple more years. To my knowledge, there hasn't been a, a winner awarded since 2019. Presumably at 19, I'm kind of having a stretch on this, but presumably obviously COVID, maybe there was a decision not to do it uh, in, in 20 and 21. But I'm putting this out there to anyone who um, is interested in it to contact Second City and see if you can get this reinstated as uh, an actual award and see if they can continue uh, Tim Sims' legacy for uh, a little bit longer. So with that, I guess I'll kind of just give a shout out to our sponsor here. Uh, it's Rail Line Designs. That's right, Rail Line Designs. They're our sponsor and They've been kind of slacking off, similar to what we have been here at the show. Um, and because of that, they've said, listen, make an order right now for the next week, and we'll give you 15% off anything you order. So, I mean, that's a pretty neat deal. It's great savings. You're getting a great deal with that. Um, so I, I recommend that you support them. Let's have a look at their, their wares. It's on Facebook, Rail Line Designs. Uh, or if you Google Rail Line Designs, you'll be able to get it there. And just have a look at there. They've been great sponsors to us. Um, like I said, I'd love to have an intern and a bunch of staff to do some research and all that. Better sound equipment. Uh, but they've been able to fund us with at least the basics. So we will be able to do this, and for, quite frankly, that's probably the Possum Lodge way anyway, so I'm happy with it. So go on there and give them as much support as you can, because they support us in a big way. So I guess really at this point, let's move on to the show of the week. Um, we're looking at Red Green, episode 12, um, and that one is The Problem Outhouse. So, episode 12 is kind of a fun episode, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, being an outhouse, you know that there's going to be shenanigans. Um, I'm someone who has an experience with outhouses. Funny experiences as well for that, not necessarily involving me. So, I mean, it's kind of a, invokes a fun nostalgia that way. If you've never been in an outhouse or seen an outhouse, maybe a little bit less. But I recommend you Google it. Uh, it'll just it'll make sense. So the synopsis for today is episode 12, Trouble at the Lodge Outhouse. Red checks his lawnmower and finds out the engine seized. Hap describes his day on the railroad and Bill demonstrates knife throwing. And that's from our pbs.org website. Their red green synopsis is, you know, thanks for them for maintaining that page and keeping that up for the last couple of years that they've had it. Uh, so as far as our actors today, we're really going to have four in the show, and that's, I certainly get it, uh, four in the show, you're thinking, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, season one was pretty lean. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to have, actually, sorry, four in the show, five in the show, it's five in the show. So we're going to have, if you count, obviously, Red Green himself, Harold, uh, Patrick McKenna and Steve Smith Rick Green is Bill that's always going to be there but our kind of our roving um, actors in this one are going to be Gordon Pinsett of course as Hap and the man of the episode and who I'm dedicating this episode to Tim Sims as Jack the Caveman so I recommend having a listen to that uh to get to the episode, it's going to be, if you just type in Red Green Show Episode 12, it's going to come up. It's the only one saved on YouTube. So, if you want, maybe just hit pause on this right here. And when you come back, just 
get it loaded. When you come back, you can click play at the same time. We can watch together. It's going to be a great time for all. It's a great episode today. Uh, I'm pretty confident of it. Um, so, hit pause right now, and we'll get back with our show of the week. There, we're off at the, uh, the episode of the day here. So, we're uh, going to be watching, like I said earlier, episode 12, The Problem of House, from the first season of the show. This, uh, this will be a kind of a fun one. I got a few uh, little tidbits for the show. Uh, as we, uh, kind of talked about earlier, this one, of course, being the Trouble Outhouse, uh, kind of a little synopsis is that there's going to be trouble at the Lodge Outhouse. Red's going to check his lawnmower and find out his engine sees. We'll a little bit on that a little bit. Um, Hap describes his days on the railroad. So you see Hap. Bill demonstrates his knife throwing. Uh, this was... Originally aired on June 16, 1991 at 8.30 p.m. Which runtime is 30 minutes with commercials. Season 1 is going to be kind of neat because you're going to have five cast members in this particular episode. We're going to have an appearance by Jack Caveman, which I'm very excited about. Gordon Hinsat. He's coming in late here. Um, obviously, Patrick McKenna, C. Smith, Rick Green, Daily Staples. So. Reading off a card there. It's funny because you come by. I also love what he says here. It is terrible, but it's, it's that funny terrible. But anyways, I was going to say, as the, as the camera pans in, you know, you obviously don't see anyone with the cue card, and bam, he talks about not with the cue card. It's one of a couple weird... I didn't hear any applause. Quirks, you know, of this particular episode. Shame everyone, Harold. Harold's kind of hooked into the modern technology here. So we'll get, we'll get to wired. There'll I be do. a few more here, I'll point out. Hopefully but, we'll be uh, able to you know, spot he's them. not just producer and director just because he's my nephew. No, it's because I can do this. Think about that keyboard, though. It reminds me so much of a Commodore. <laughs> any of you, That's uh, why I'm producer and director. the Commodore 64s you know, or... Harold. It's because Big you probably 20s, put up 51% of the money to do the show it's here. Not, I feel like, of course, it's, we know it's not, but definitely from that era, right? Telefilm. Yeah, but at that point, your job description was key grip. I like this part, like, key grip. Works with the lights and the cables. Not in this case, Harold. This is the guy that grips the keys to my truck while I'm on camera and keeps gripping them until I want to go home. Yeah. And I have to say, like, uh, of course, he's, like, very excited. I have to say, like, growing up and watching this, uh, you know, as a kid, and kind of obviously, even in, now as an adult, you I see a key grip in credits on, you know, at the back end of a TV show or something. That I always think of a guy who's, that's his job. Obviously, it's not, but... That's what I think of. Uh, I don't know why. Well, obviously from this. <laughs> yeah. I imagine how someone would have a job like that. Because it's a fireside senior. Because you're listening to this in the he summer, uh, you know, I guess you can go out and enjoy this. He's firing a song. He smelled like a I mean, we are the waiter's baby, too. But he wasn't either. He was my hunting dog. <laughs> my hunting dog was a wonderful friend. I gotta get right into it here. But with a slip of my safety, he come to an end. <laughs> he was yeah, the best like, wait, companion that I ever had. <laughs> my good old dog. Uh, can't remember his name right now. <laughs> it was Rex. <laughs> no, it wasn't Rex. Dave? Oh, it was Mr. Something. Mr. Mr. I don't even know the name yes. of the dog. Oh, it was Mr. Was it Mr.? Oh, it was Mr. Oh, oh it was a Mr. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Nice little adult yeah. joke there. It was a weekend. Weekend. Yeah, that's, it's gotta be something. Alright. Let's cut scene and uh, right to uh, anyway, Corner. So there's a there's kind of a weird thing uh, that goes right here. It's on, a little uh, goof on their end. So, notice, to, uh, pay attention when Red drops the broken half of a spark plug uh, when you do into the Mars gas tank. So, there's going to be a splash, a little now of the gas going to splash out. So, it indicates that kind of the tank is full so or the there's something in the tank. The a moment later, when Red checks to see if there's any gas left in the tank, by holding a lighted lit match next to the tank's opening, you're going to see there's no geyser, flame, or anything. It doesn't catch on fire. And then Red will say that the tank's empty. So, obviously, it's a little bit of a mess right there. For here, it's a little bit of a goof on their part. Adjust the gap. 
and see right there you see a lot of plunk and then the little gas coming out. Might as well uh, check to see if there's any uh, excess right gas here. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see, put it in there and nothing. So there's, uh, there's no uh, gas in there. The next thing or, you want to take a look water. at is the blade itself. Should look into that. Uh, what you're checking for here is uh, yeah, fine. mix and bumps. Somebody might know. No, there's not nearly enough of those. It's one of those things too. I'm That's not even sure it. they put that uh, in just, just to, step, as a kind of a joke. To see if you're paying attention to Is to kill your nephew, Harold. Until next time, remember. If anyone knows the type of lawnmower that is, send that in to the website. Harold, I'll talk to you for a minute. We'll be right back with more of the show and the story of the outhouse. Segue here. Not hopefully at the same time. Classic looking for a jumper. He's, uh, he's not gonna get it. Hmm. You know, I've been working really hard on the show. You probably noticed that, you know, the directing scene. and the cutting away yeah. and things like that. So I thought, Emmy, nice we're gonna get yeah. one for sure. What, you mean an award? An award? I know I said in the last episode, um, podcast, but, um, <laughs> Is that a category? Yeah. That's my problem. I don't know. I don't think there'd be too many about category. that campground that they, like they were at. Uh, yeah, that scenes just make you, uh, just bring you to a certain place in time. Docu-quasi-comedy. Uh, goes and, and yourself walking uh, along there with uh, a sports show. Well, there's a lot in that category. Uh, I think the L.A. Law is in that category. Because it's not uh, a competition. they got more people than us. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Also, like, uh, they're, they're comparing different shows from the time period. Uh, wooded wooded area. Yeah. And that thing, Wooded Area, that's not an actual thing. We're pretty much a shoe man. Yogi Bear's been canceled. Heartbreaker, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, his family law, like, that's, um... It is winter. Outside, the snow You know, for, for anyone who knows about family law, like, it, that was kind of a, a, a joke at the time, because that wasn't an actual show. Um, but family law is coming to global next, well, this year. You know, like that's going to be an actual show, um, and the main guy, of course, is uh, Victor Garber, is a well-known Canadian actor. He's done tons of stuff in Canada here, and they're going to they're going to set it in Vancouver, and it's going to be an actual show. So they may actually get peed out by Family Law. TNT turns toilet trip to terror. But they didn't get all of it, uh, Harold. They didn't give it the full coverage. So yeah, check, well, check for that. That's going to probably come for the fall here. Pictures. <laughs> An old man standing there in singed nightgown, just standing there smoldering away, going, Dorothy, was that you? <laughs> moving. It was horrible. TV needs action, Uncle Red, like this. You're okay. ruining the story, Harold. We both are. <laughs> Yeah, they're nice. Uh, Boy, Charlotte Hap. It's funny too, and um, like the transformation with Hap over the years. Like here, they're they're always just like they. Um, you know, he, he's always in this boat, and um, you know, in season one, of course. And we look at some of the later seasons where he's got different boats. The water taxi, well, we'll see starting next season. Um, now, I personally, I think the water taxi, that, that particular boat, it's a good fit for him, it looks really cool. It, uh, you know, kind of, it makes sense. And there's a lot they can do with it. This just looks to me like a couple of guys just have fishing, which is fun. But, yeah. I don't feel like it brings the character together. It's not just, you know, a random guy that red nose, maybe from the army. You see, he's got that, um, military style hat. Officer's hat. I don't know what watch. the regiment is. I knew that's a Canadian hat. Right out of the bottoms of your pockets. Once so, I lost all the filling um, from those <laughs> Yeah, we were looking for the regiment regiment on that anyway. A what? Gandy dancer hat. My cousin's a Gandy dancer. Obviously, he Red has the. Um, for the railroad. You don't know what a Gandy dancer is. The um. <laughs> uh, the military hat that he wears. I just don't want to talk about it. That's all. Can't you tell that? Yeah, it's a Royal Canadian Regiment hat, that's, that's right. And, um, yeah, because I'm just looking at the on, on my website now, because I, I wrote something about that a long time ago. But, uh, obviously an RCR hat, baseball cap, and it's a nod to his own military service back in the 50s. Uh, when he was Have yourself a cold beer for the good times we had. And drop me into the water supply tank. 
If you're if you're a fan of Capcom, uh, I recommend you go to the redgreen.fandom.com page for him. They actually have listed all of his tall tales that he's told by season, which I, I thought was really cool. And I'll know you're ready too, okay? Like we could use like a, a secret word or a phrase or something like that. That'd be cool, right? Read the letter, Harold. <laughs> oh, verbal cue. Excellent choice of technique. That's fantastic. Yeah, that, that, um, Letter number one. This is followed. Dear Ren, mm -hmm. can you do anything about my lawn? Uh, uh, is there any more information than that, Harold? That's pretty. Oh, yeah. Al okay, yeah, alright. Um, can you do anything about my lawn? Random. Name withheld. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Difficult to be specific uh, in this case, but uh, you know, generally lawn problems range anything from uh, weed spray to shooting your neighbor's dog. Oh, you mean shooing the neighbor's <laughs> dog, right? No, play on words right Try it first, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For me personally, now I have an attitude of uh, survival of the fittest. If the weeds win, hey, they deserve it. Oh, but nobody likes a lawn full of dandelions, Uncle Rat. Which, again, is another rock played in 2021 uh, for any of you who live in certain locations that want to let the dandelions grow. Spring for bees. What I know about is the Audubon area. And that's something that they were doing. Apparently, people do want the dandelions to grow. Oh, yeah. Well, well, maybe, maybe Uncle Red, like the oil filler cap is impossible to find on that model. Oh, and here we that, go. We're getting right to the, the heart uh -huh. of the matter, right? Well, Harold, there is no oil filler cap. Uh, you mix the oil rating with the gas on that one. <laughs> Two cycle versus four cycle. Well, well, whoever did it, I'm sure I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, good for Red though. Today, you um, normally uh, think he just lose it on him, but especially considering earlier. And again, this is a, a play on Kenny uh, <laughs> Van Corner, right? Where uh, I gotta get those, uh, I gotta get those breaks. Uh, yeah, he was working the lawnmower, on the so obviously, uh, and it, it's like fun to see them much. kind of anyway, like tie up those those two storylines, right? Different segments. But he's taking it pretty calm in this. Turn your there's a card table. I don't play cards today, of course. Keeps getting lost out in your legs, which which can happen. Here, here's a thought. So we see down there by Red's legs, possum. That that's his legitimate license plate. You know, it's in Ontario, of course. I have to wonder if they still have that license plate or it's still active. Bizarre about that. Yeah, that pretty cool. You can see a really good shot of the front of the, the possum in there. Notice about the lights. They got the like eyebrow paint. I don't usually get a good shot like that. If you're going to ever do a model, there's a, on my website, there's a, a good link to uh, a gentleman from probably about eight years ago now who did a model really, really accurate of it, including the interior, and lift off the body. Um, if you ever want to do that, uh, send me pictures of the website, I'll definitely put it on there. I think it's really cool. It's hard to get those particular Dodge Ram uh, van kits now, but. Um, if you are looking to do it, the, this particular handyman quarter, sorry, uh, that was bill, probably a great place to do a little like pre skating sure checking things out because you get a lot of the details. Well, I don't wonder why they had a big shelf of jars just outside the thing anyway, right? He's just fine in the range. He's actually very, very good with knives. He's just just awesome, man. Oh. And you like, you like how they did that, of course they reverse it, so now here he's doing it, and then this is all shot one scene, so they're showing and stuff like that, and they're, but they're really just doing it in reverse and playing it back. How do I know this? Well, when I was younger I taped this on a VCR and hit rewind for whatever reason, probably to go back and see and so that's how I learned that as a kid. I, I showed him how to do it, so uh, he yeah. thought he'd try it. I still watch the show on uh, VHS. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, put a posting up on the Red Green uh, fans a, stunt, uh, Facebook group. Because, uh, you know, I'd love to see everything that's still work on the so VHS. Bill, Bill gets sometimes confused in his lawyer. I'm not sure how they did that. Oh, 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 it's a uh, fishing line or something. I know they use fishing line for a lot of these. Different. 
Dang, just a little TV magic. Oh, now this was a real mystery for a while. Uh, just, now listen. Just couldn't find the knife. Checked the whole area. Can you, can you start to hear it? Checked in behind the shed. Even checked each other. And well, you know if this is gonna go. He's gonna damage the van, like right? It was in my back. I might know. Oh, we heard that. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, there's the knife. It's a pretty amazing yeah, shot to get out of yeah, that right. wheel ball, right? Yeah, here's a high five. Yeah, <laughs> like just just cranks it. On a chilly, cold New Year's Day, as I walk through the snow out behind the house, I make a New Year's resolution. This year, we're getting indoor plumbing. Good call. For anyone in the northern climates um, with winter, you gotta keep those gotta keep those uh, pipes buried uh, if they're gonna go outside because they will freeze. And, uh, and at this point in the show, we give Harold a chance to say a few words. Remember, uh, life doesn't always make sense. Way, so. Go ahead. Public speaking, awkward, uh, number one Harold fear of yours is, is, is speaking in public. One only. Yeah, well, not like... I kind of wonder why they never continue like, these segments. You know, speaking in the public. Like that. See, there's like the Ontario flag behind it. Well, I got a little trick for you that often ties public speaking people. Yeah, I have to wonder why they kind of discontinue these segments. Not saying every every episode should have had one, but, you know, a couple of seasons would kind of interesting, especially as you got older, you see that progression. But I guess you don't really capitalize on the I'm talking to you thing when you're, you know, suddenly now you're like 30 or whatever it was near the end of the series. You write down all the words on little three by five cards, and you won't forget. And they're right there. But but here's the hint: don't write down exactly what you want to say because. The other thing I always thought oh, was interesting is, did he actually write his lines down Oops. here and then just I, sort of went off? I wasn't going to talk about public speaking. Yeah. I was supposed to talk about buying a car. <laughs> Fair enough. We do uh, aim a lot of the material on this show towards today's teenagers because our Back sponsors so regard okay. them as the future of the country. Looks That's pretty scary, like isn't uh... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a prejudiced person, so I just like to talk to day, any of you teenagers who, who are not, you know, too drugged up. Or thing is, or he also wore these uh, rain suits just as he's wanted. And you kind of wonder what happened those haircuts. She gives you a press up on the shoulder. Which also makes me wonder how many press they made. Because technically, if everyone had an individual press, we'd have three at least. Because I was super for this outfit. One for each of violent. his shirt and for her own shirt. He looks so violent. I want to just it's interesting to see. If I know what you're doing. You're making a statement. On my website, that's how I kind of deducted that they probably only made three or four. Be more tolerant. I think I always thought about these suits. They always wore them with the hat over top. Kind of a weird way of doing it. We'll be right back with a lot more of our special guests. Again, it's more of our features and the exciting conclusion of the outhouse story. That might be one item too many. <laughs> well, of course, you got this. You remember that that Adventures of Bill? Of course, now you got it in color, which is one of the very rare times that you actually see Bill in color. I think really they do that Uncle segment Ed. segue. Oh, thank you, it's uh, one of like two times he's ever been in color. Well, um, outside of season two, of course, where he was occasionally that's inside the lodge. Kind of cheese. I've never seen cheese like that either. What is cheese? Oh, that's a good question. So we get to grill chews, I think. Cow, I think it's maybe a what, I've used that a lot. You know, friends and family. <laughs> you can put them all together. You leave them on a the counter for a couple of weeks, and it turns into cheese. Yeah. Well, where does the butter come from? I'm like, that maybe from milk. And again, as a you kid, like you're listening to this, you're like, huh? So cheese. Maybe that's right. Milk with patience. <laughs> Don't tell your friends that. Though. No, maybe it'll, it'll have don't penicillin. And patients need penicillin. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think I always thought cheese was kind of a urine product. Maybe that's cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the old one. I guess this isn't the grilled Jack. cheese one, but it's still there. good. Of course, now we got a, a Jackson. There, Jack. Probably up in the Negara Escarpment somewhere. Or up to towards the mountain in a lot of these caves. Well, just randomly. Just, uh, you know, thought we'd drop in and see, see how it's going. That's all. I'm fine. Uh, I'm doing fine. Most likely, right. he oh, just yeah. comes up with that yeah, stick. So I remember, I think it was at Victoriaville. Yeah. Uh, my body's stick. strong. Yeah. My stick. spirits are strong. And my mind is strong, Jack. Oh, no, you're Jack. You're in the 80s. <laughs> okay, sure, fine. Yeah, all right, well, what do you want? Well, uh, Jack, you know, uh, people are, they really respect what you're doing here, living in the cave, you know, but um, we're kind of wondering The thing is how they make that seem that cave is that huge. Well, I mean, I know they those cave the systems up there can be pretty big, but, I mean, you know, it kind of, it's sort of like Snoopy's doghouse. You kind of wonder, yeah, like, coming. how big is it inside? 
Yeah, your mind kind of races. Well, Jack, anyway. if you know when, why, why did you come up here uh, so early? <laughs> what? You, it also makes you, you wonder, Jack, still is, is up in the cave. Don't make me use this, Red. No, I don't think it is, Jack. I'm just saying that. that so you see, you got a discarded view. I've seen similar views why, off of Blue Mountain, just past uh, Collingwood, Ontario. Um, and you got a nice view of the whole valley, as far as a nice day to say a beach, uh, Innisfil, or uh, Innisfil, sorry, not Innisfil. Um, so I, I know some people will say this in Barry, I'm not really sure about that, but definitely with Sega Beach. You see uh, Georgia Bay, oh, there's a bug right there in this shoe. So, uh, what exactly is your plan, Jack? If anyone has any tips on, on this particular location of this cave, let me know. I'd love to go and look at it, but uh, I mean, the cave system up there, it's really hard to get an ID, right? <laughs> like he's just kind of like stomping in here. Yeah, yeah, plan. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, could happen. Yeah. yeah, there's a plan. Yeah, I'm sure there is. So, what's your plan? Just keeps grilling him. What's your plan then? Well, you know, this and that, uh, I'm playing it by ear. Oh, it's gonna go. The plan isn't gonna be much good when the world comes to an end, if you know what I'm saying. And it's coming, yeah. You know, well, I mean, I guess there's there is some logic to the to the degree of that. The Cold War is over, yeah. And they got rid of a lot of the bombs, a lot of the countries are disarming now, and I think just about everybody is working on the environment, getting rid of all that pollution. Oh, yeah. You always see like and he he plays a so, plays a character so well. You always see the defeat right in his face like that. Kind of like, huh? I've so done well. this and Sorry. it's totally just not for anything. Well, I guess the world as we know it isn't the world Look at the as defeat. we know like, it. Like that—that's great acting. No, no, you're, you're Jack. I'm red. I like how I'm fidgety he is. <laughs> you know, these days we talk about mental health and Jack. that type of stuff. Maybe when everybody but, heard you were living up here in the cave. Uh, it brought them all to their senses. At the time, you know, I mean, just, I think you guys just yeah, a little nutty. Could. Yeah. Could have. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. I like yeah, this. Yeah, he's, re he's rationalizing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's totally what happened. Everyone see, heard of this happening. I was bad. doing this, and the now suddenly so we're doing this. I knew they'd disarm, I knew yeah. they'd start to clean up the environment, the I knew though. they'd get rid of the taxes. Oh, uh, no, uh, no, they're, no, Jack, they still have taxes. Right? Yeah. And, well, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's, I believe that's the longest segment with Jack, but, uh... Alright, so, uh, anyways... Yeah. It was, it's a good character developing uh, segment, in my opinion. You know, it's more than just the gag, it's they're really, really developing the character. And again, it makes you wonder why they ended up doing what they did with him and just having him on season one. I'm thinking about our audience, you know? I mean, before they completely evaporate, maybe we should just consider them for a moment. What about what about the more you know, modern? He's one of those weird characters mature. that way. You know, they're getting back um, to Earth. You know, like again with me and Jimmy Vay. Well, yourself, weren't you working on like a a, a compost humus distribution sure. system? Yeah, well, that was the outhouse blowing up I mean, story. <laughs> the actor Tim Sims himself, he ended up dying. Actually, from AIDS. My recollection. But that wasn't until the mid 90s, so. Until the next time, thank you for watching. And on behalf of myself and. I could have acted a little bit longer. He's doing that still up with the. He's not really sure, you know, it's kind of whatever. Keep your stick on the ice. Again, another classic season one game. You really do that in season one. I mean, this makes sense. Like, in season 10, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it always, and again, you'll, you'll start thinking about this. Look for the key grip. And that's the funny thing about Red Green, if you notice, they don't have a key grip. Which kind of makes you wonder, like, um,. Why didn't they just, as a joke for this particular episode, and again, because we've seen them do uh, a little bit of weird stuff earlier on in the series, uh, I think it was episode 8 or something, where they were just kind of messing around with the credits, you know, doing different wipes and stuff like that with them. Um, why didn't they just type up, like, Harold Green as the key grip, as a joke? You know, that would have been really cool. 
So uh, that that brings us really to the end of uh, end of the show on that. So I hope you enjoyed the show. It's you know it's a decent episode from season ten or season one. Sorry. Um, you know it actually makes me wonder like why am I not rating these episodes in the season or at least giving them a rating? But um, maybe that's something I'll do in season two or something. We'll start that if there's some interest in that. Um, you know send send us something into the website. Send something in. Uh, a post or something on the Red Green Fans Facebook group, and if you want to see a rating system, you know, that could be kind of a cool way where we can start chatting about, um, you know, how people feel about each episode, you know, see which one ends up being the best of the of the season and maybe even best of the whole series. Uh, that would be pretty interesting. Sort of a People's Choice Award in a way, that way. So, uh, something to think about, just flowing that out there. Um, if you want, like, uh, you know, like I said, far away and um, um, you know throw up your opinions on that so really we're, we're kind of at the end of the episode so um, you know it's hard to believe it's already flown by but it's kind of neat to get back in the saddle a little bit it's been obviously like I said earlier uh, it's been a, a bit of a gap since our last episode dropped in mid-March so we're hoping that now we're in the summer things are going to slow down a little bit for for everyone in general but also it'll be kind of a nice quiet time to put out some episodes and getting kind of a nice little groove again so um, that's the hope I, i'm hoping that we can get in at least once if not twice even a, a month and just sort of crank them out i'm hoping you're enjoying them i know there's been some people wondering you know how come you haven't put an episode on in a while you know I appreciate it. It's important to me that, you know, people are getting some enjoyment out of these podcasts. It's fun to do. It does take a lot of work, but it's fun to do. And obviously, if people are enjoying it, I mean, that's just feeding my ability to keep going and to keep putting them out. So, you know, I'm hoping that you all enjoy these immensely and it brings a little joy to your day. So I guess we'll really wrap up the show and... We'll look to have another show in a few weeks. But in the meantime, I, I do want to just drop one last shout-out to our sponsor, which is Railline Designs. So check them out on Facebook. If you just type in Railline Designs, they'll be there. They've been a great sponsor for us. Um, like I said, it's not really a show that, that costs a lot of money to make or any of that type of stuff. Um, you know, Obviously, we don't have guests. We don't have staff or anything like that to pay so you know any little bit of cost it's been nice that they've been able to cover it with a little bit of sponsorship and they've been really enjoying the relationship they've had with us as well so it's been kind of a good fit that way and I, I know a lot of the the fans of the show here have been checking them out and, and making peanut, or, um, purchases that type of thing so you know I want to make sure that you know, I give a shout out to some of their their latest stuff, um, and I know right now that they've not really had a sale on or kind of a dedicated special in some time. Uh, so they've put out a, a recent sale, um, kind of a we haven't done anything in forever sale. Um, actually, we were talking about that uh, the other day. We had a good laugh at that, where I was saying, well, you know, why not have a sale for that? So check them out. They, they've got a few new stuff up on the website right now. Obviously, they got the sale promotions going. Um, you know, it's a good time. I know a lot of people. If you're listening to this, you know, around when we drop it here in June, a lot of people are getting back into the cottage. Summer months, things are slowing down. They're off on vacation. You know, they're wherever they're going to be. And you know, when you're at the cottage, you know, you don't really want to deal with a lot of problems. But I mean, you also want it to look great. You're going to spend some time there in the summer. Why don't you make it a little extra special, get yourself something really unique, really really cool. And that's something Rail Line Designs can give you. They'll ship right to your cottage if you want. They'll ship anywhere, really. Um, anywhere that the mail goes, to traditional mail or courier company. So if you're somebody who just needs a little extra touch to kind of spice up your cottage or your home or whatever, garage, you know, take a look at them see what they have because uh, they have some interesting stuff and I know that they'll also do some custom work as well 
Um, so if there's something specific you want they don't have, um, you know, give them a shout, say kind of this is what I want to do, and, and see what they can do with it. So, um, you know, thanks again to Railline Designs for that. So that's our show for today. Um, like I said, I'm going to hopefully have one here in the near future. So keep checking that out. Uh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And that way it'll let you know when the next one drops. That you don't have to worry too much about it. Um, so definitely do that. Be sure to tell your friends as well. Um, you know, we want to grow our our fan base on it. We might do a lot more stuff to get people involved. Obviously, if 20 people are listening to your podcast, there's not a lot of stuff you can do for you know, kind of um, reaching out to the, the fan community. So we're hoping that we can kind of grow the customer, the fan base um, and really look to see what we can do. So um, and if anything, if I can grow it fast enough, I will even try to like reach out to the Red Green podcast and kind of get a little competition going on with them too. So if you want to see that and maybe even some guests because everyone wants to go on a popular podcast so if you want to see all that type of stuff let's uh let's try to bump up those numbers so uh keep subscribing and keep getting uh getting that out to to all your friends all your fans uh the people that you know that are fans we want to get this out to them and and let them enjoy something red green so um definitely tell people about it um like i said you can check us out at the red green fans facebook group uh if you google uh, the website, the Classic Red Green Show website. You can also catch us there. Uh, love reading fan mail. Love getting questions. If you have something for the mail call segment, send it in. Uh, I try to give a little bit of advance warning on the Facebook group that I'm going to be recording, so uh, you have some time to send it in. But uh, if you want something on air, if you got a question uh, you want on air, uh, I love having questions on air. If you got information, uh, I'll put that on air too. Um, really any of it I mean that's what I love to do and, and I love to you know evolve the local fan base as much as possible so uh, check all that out get on there and have a look at it and uh, hopefully we can uh, enjoy some new podcasts in the in the summer months here if you're listening to this obviously after the summer well you'll know how many we have so um, yeah so that's our show today so have a good one and don't forget As always, keep your stick on the ice. Bye-bye, everybody.